Welcome back to the Jojatorium. Once I think remember too, whenever uh, it was we found the the German Scheiser porn. That's not a lot of each other. You're in twerk classes over there. That's what yeah, I mean. yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> the fitness class. Working on them TikTok videos you like so much. Dead face. Welcome back to the Jojatorium. No, you know who it is. It's Adam. It's Matt. We're decaying with the boys. And thank you, Bob and Betty. Here in the Jojatorium, the boys bask in the days of their yesteryears. And everyone likes a little boost remembering something they loved. So what if I said Chinooky and White Lightning makes you miss Full Pint, doesn't it? Well, miss them no more. Full Pint is back and rolling hotter than before with the classic brews you grew to love and some exciting new beers to satisfy the nerdiest craft beer enthusiasts. Grab a pint at their Warrendale site where kiddos and puppers are more than welcome. And if you want to grab and go, you can snag a four-pack of your favorites at over 20 different distributors from Catanning to Robinson. Check out fullpint.beer for full details and follow them on all social media to get daily updates on tap lists, food trucks, events, and much more. Just make sure you tell them the boys sent you. So, hi Adam. How are you? We're back together once again. Yes. Uh, we've had some things happen to each of us. One of us, I think, has it worse than the other. But uh, At the moment, maybe. But at yeah. least one of us had it planned and one of us didn't. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm envious of where you sit right now because I have to do what you did eventually here. I've already had my consultation. I just have to get well, it done. We might as well say what got done. Okay. Go, go ahead. Oh, me? Yeah. I had a vasectomy. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> this is news to anybody from my family who's listening. <laughs> uh, hi, Peg. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's I had surgery yesterday, so this is like day one of recovery. Okay. Just into the like 28th hour after surgery right now. Okay. Um, So sitting pretty comfortable on a bar stool, given, was, given the, that. I was going to say, like, I thought for sure we were going to, like, switch up the whole idea. And the have seating arrangement? Like, yeah. yeah. Like I'd be, nice like, in the – I would be in my living room today. I'd Just be in like the lounge. Uh, holding a cup of tea with two hands. Nah, nah. <laughs> I'm allowed to drink today, so oh. I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of the people – those gentlemen that listen to us and are now going to watch us, yeah. how, like, on a scale of zero to ten, zero being, like, nothing's happened to you, ten being the worst thing ever, where are you at now one day out from uh, – Today's a little bit worse than yesterday, but I'd still get on a one to ten scale, I'd say, like, a six or seven. Okay. So it's not too bad. Manageable. Uncomfortable to walk. Like, just sitting here. Yeah. Feel fine. Just, like, a little bit of pressure, a little bit of – like almost bru- like it's bruised. Like yeah, I took a swift kick an hour ago, and I'm still like, uh. but um, that's that's about it. It's not yeah. too terrible. Nah, standing up and walking, and you know, do, sh- showering and all that. Um, yeah, makes it a little more uncomfortable, but still, just like maxes out at seven. Okay. I, I had for reference, I had a hernia surgery like on my stomach um, area about three years ago, okay. or maybe four now. That was way worse. Yeah. It was like the surgery was longer. The whole day at the hospital was longer. Yeah. And then the recovery was much, much worse. So Because well, they cut into that abdominal wall, right, too, really right. getting to something. Oh, my gosh. So that was worse. Yeah. Um, I was but, thinking about you because you know this. And not everyone knows. I had surgery on my butthole once. And I thought, like, not the same exact area. But I was like, having surgery in that part of your body leaves you, like, kind of vulnerable. Very, yeah. 
and it just makes you feel kind of vulnerable. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking about you, and I was hoping you'd be okay my, today. My biggest worry over the last two days was uh, the doggo yeah. <laughs> not jumping up into my lap, yes. <laughs> so uh, my wife's been very good. She actually slept with him on the couch yesterday, so she wouldn't, he wouldn't be jumping in and out of bed when I was asleep and stuff. So um, thank you, Lori, for that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's been the biggest precaution I've needed to take so far is just not having a 65-pound dog jump on my lap because he does that. A 65-pound fur missile. Yeah, that's, exactly. Oh, my God, man. Um, well, on the lighter side of things, I'm finally COVID-free. Yeah. So I'm not uh, feeling like I'm dying anymore. Yeah, I think I talked to you, like, well, even, like, the day before you tested positive, and I think you were in way worse shape than I am today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was feeling I had never I've been really sick before, but getting COVID like that, it's in my top three of times being sick. Ooh. I've never I've never felt so weak before. And that's why I'm putting it up so high, because I've never felt like I was going to fall asleep standing up before until I had that. You might have got that Om, Omicron yeah. Delta hybrid. Omicron Percy I-8. <laughs> yeah. I got future Ramad hard. <laughs> But uh, I'm good. I just have a little cough here and there. If you guys into the last episode, you'd be like, wow, there's weird little breaks in there. That's because I had to keep editing out Your all coughing these fits. coughing fits. Uh, and so I want to say thank you, too, for carrying me, by the way, because I Absolutely. did a really good job. Yeah, you, if you'd lean all the way off mic, I'd just like, try to fill. But yeah. it, it went pretty well. went pretty well, especially for it being a Zoom episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so in this episode, I want to make sure that I try to carry you because now you're lighter. Oh, I got a lot to you, talk about. You got a piece of you. I got, a, <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot to talk about. I had a card for you, by the way. I thought it had been funny, but then I thought I'd been a little insensitive. It would have been like just like a happy, like a brisk card or something. So, no, no. So I have this. It's Okay. Peek behind the curtain for me, I have emergency cards in the glove box of my SUV just in case, like, oh, shit, I forgot this thing. So I have anniversary cards. I have birthday cards. I, have, I don't have any get well cards. So for you, I took a birthday card and I crossed out happy birthday and I crossed out birthday and wrote happy recovery. And on the inside, I drew a dick. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know if he's going to like that or not. <laughs> happy vasectomy day. Yeah. Dropping clips. <laughs> No kids, no condoms. <laughs> so, Adam, we are in round one, and you always procure some of the best beers I get to try. So, round one, you got beers put together. Call it round one beers. What we got? We got a little something that was gifted to me on New Year's by friends of the podcast, Jason and Dave, uh, from Bonesaw Brewing. It is the Dum Dums Double IPA. Um, so, let's crack it open. Yeah. So, uh, Bonesaw is a brewery uh, that does specialize in some of these exotic styles. Um, and right now you're looking at a double IPA that's made with Dum Dum uh, lollipops. So if you like candy, this may kind of get your sweet tooth going. But the ABV is uh, nice and high on yeah, this 8. one. Yeah, 8.2. 8.2, I believe. Sorry, 8.5. 8.5. And if you want to know what's going on with Bonesaw, this colorful can right here, all you do is check them out on all social media. I hear they're a very active brewery, and they would love to hear from you. Yeah, out of uh, Glassboro, New Jersey, um, and there are 5,000 dum-dums into this IPA. Uh, cit uh, citra is the predominant hop, along with mosaic, a little bit of Mad Madagascar vanilla beans, and it roughly works out to 1.1 lollipop per pint. So we got 1.1 lollipops in this can here. Okay, so I'm going to tell you right now, I taste zero lollipops, unfortunately. 
There's a little bit of a sweetness on the back end, but I don't get I don't get lollipops, unfortunately. You get the vanilla. The vanilla, yeah. It's a good double. I like the sting of it and I like the color. But if you were going for lollipops. I get vanilla and if it was a mango dum dum we got, I get like a da- like a not danky, like an overripe mango taste. Maybe. And like say, yeah. I get the citra and the vanilla. The citra and the vanilla shine for sure. I'm really liking that. I, I guess maybe I really wanted like, like an overly sweetness. I'm glad it's not sweet to be honest. Yeah. Well, that's the thing too. Like I think you and I are kind of similar in that we like bitter more than anything else. Yes. Oh, now that I let it rest for a second, I do get that bitter mango. Yeah, it's at the very. It's at the very, right at the very end. end. Yeah, let it settle for a second on your tongue and it comes out. Um, but yeah, I think maybe my anticipation was I ate a dum dum pop today just because I wanted some sugar. You're a dum dum. I am a dum dum, <laughs> and I wanted gum gum, so I ate. You know, a lollipop thinking there's gum in it, and then I forgot the dum dum pops don't have fucking gum in them. It's blow so. pops, sir. Yeah, blow pops, charms. Take one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adam, while we sip on this delicious brew, uh, we do have some combat sports news to get into. So, from Buckle to Bell, the boys bring you the best wrestling news in the biz. If you didn't know, PWI put out their top 500 wrestlers and also comes with some uh, awards that go to individual wrestlers. And this year, AEW completely dominated PWI, uh, not only in their list of 500, but also in their uh, individual awards. So number one here that I want to talk about is the pride of Pittsburgh. Britt Baker took home not only rookie of the year, but she took home match of the year with the lights out match with Thunder Rosa, something that you and I uh, called. Yeah, we had it in our top. It made the top four, yeah. right? Yeah. I think it was our second place match of the year. Yeah, because you took Lucha Brothers. Because you definitely, I mean, and, and we were saying Lucha Brothers. Uh, Young Bucks and the Young Steel Bucks, Cage, yeah. And then Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa were yeah. one and two for us. Yep. Uh, so speaking of the Young Bucks, they took home tag team of the year. Well, can we go back? Sure. I don't know if Britt Baker's a rookie this year, which is weird that they gave mm-hmm. her rookie of the year. I could see like breakout star of the year or something like that. Because like, yeah. she ma- made it to that next level and was like big. I just don't know how they classify a rookie, but. I have to go back and look at that too, because you're right. She's been she, in for like two years. I mean, right? yeah, she was there last Company year. Company day one. Yeah. 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 Well, maybe she wasn't signed yet. Who knows? Yeah, yeah that's true. Because AEW does that weird thing. That's like, true. Thunder, Thunder Rosa wrestled for like a fucking year before she got signed. I just noticed that. I don't know. Yeah. PWI did some weird stuff. We'll have to look at it, because yeah. you're right. That, that's kind of weird. Uh, Young Bucks are a tag team of the year, and I do have some, you know, I can agree with parts of that, but I also want to make a pitch for Lucha Brothers and yeah. FTR. Yeah, uh, I think those would be the top three. I mean, yeah. I'm not mad at Young Bucks, like, mm-hmm. but you know who else could also be up there? Um, Usos. Okay. Usos could be up there. I thought you were gonna say Jurassic Express, and I was gonna reach over the table. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Even and that's no. Usos are probably my favorite in uh, WWE. Not the Dirty Dogs. No. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, surprisingly enough here, uh, Jericho versus MJF took home uh, feud of the year. They had some cool segments. Um, but you can kind of see the swerve that happened in that feud from a mile away. Um, not to say it wasn't good. Yeah, it wasn't the it wasn't the best. No. It definitely wasn't the best. There were I can't think of. I mean, you put Thunder Rosa Brit over that. You could put um, Cowboy Omega over that. I really like that one. Uh, you could put shoot. Who else did Omega? Omega had a big angle right before I, that was somebody. I really like the feud that happened with um, when Eddie Kingston had his faction. Was that this year that he did that? When it was uh, Eddie Kingston and the Lucha Brothers and Butcher and the Blade, he kind of took them away before. before oh yeah, Hardy before they. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I like that, fe- like that inner feud. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And then you know the whole pack thing came through. Eddie Kingston pack was really fun for me. 
but it was too short. I think that's why I didn't get the nod. What did you think about this faction of the year? Not happy about it. I don't know. Inter- I mean, I they all had success. Inner, Inner Circle took it, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, it. They all had individual success, and as a group, they had success, but nothing can cover up that terrible ending to the blood war or whatever they had. Right. That was a terrible ending, and that was a terrible way to end the Jericho-MJF feud. I think that's why I'm having a problem with the faction. Oh, no, I'm talking about the faction, not the feud. I'm talking about both. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think the feud was sullied a little bit because of... Because of the ending to that match. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. But no, Inner Circle is great to the point where I love Proud and Powerful, and I really like Sammy Guevara. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I really give him. And, and also, too, Jericho had some pretty cool matches throughout the year. Um, it was a COVID year, so everyone had to work really hard. Um, but MJF, however, took home the award that he definitely should win every year, and that's Most Hated Wrestler. And that's that's a heel award that should just yeah. be top heel. Yeah. Yeah. He he totally deserved that. One hundred percent. Can't argue with it. Yeah, yeah. Metheny uh, talking about Brian Pillman's uh, Junior's father being in hell. Yeah. I mean, he and he doesn't break character on Twitter either. Nope. <laughs> or it, or at signings, from what I've seen. Yeah, he flicked off a kid. He flicked off a kid. I saw him. I saw him meet and greet with a kid that was in a wheelchair and said, hey, look what I can do. And he jumped up and down. <laughs> he said, he goes, hey, come on, man. Quit messing around. Walk over here and take a picture with me. <laughs> and the kid loved it. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing, too. Don't – if you're going to – if you're going to be a heel, heels can still have a heart. MGF gives to all these charities and stuff. So, like, people need to separate the whole, like, he's a dickhead all the time. He does it for a reason. Um, but him being this vile person in every – Yep. <laughs> thing that's recorded is awesome makes him a true heel which is what we need i love it yeah uh comeback of the year award and most popular wrestler went to cm punk which you can see that coming from a mile away undeniable yep yeah i agree with that and then wrestler of the year can't believe it from north carolina kenny omega by way of winnipeg by way of, yeah of course um no. <laughs> you didn't like that one? No. I mean, he's definitely, I mean, I'm not going to say he's not, yeah. but not my favorite. Who would have been your favorite wrestler then? Because I, I just want to tell you how you're wrong. So if you could tell me who I don't know. You like, thought. I had a couple favorites. Okay. I like Adam Cole. Okay. Wow, this is just going to sound like I love myself. Adam Cole, Adam Page. Yeah. Um, Eddie Kingston were probably my top three. CM Punk, I thought, was good. Uh uh, Brian Danielson was definitely up there. Yeah. As far as top rest, like CM Punk's most popular. Yeah. But as far as entering, I'd put those four gentlemen up there. Okay. And then if I have to pick somebody from WWE, Finn Balor and yeah, Seth Rollins, maybe. I yeah. Know. I could yeah. agree with that. And Kevin Owens. I always like Kevin Owens. Too. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, and if we do look at the top 10 here from, uh, PWI 500. Uh, of course, we are. You know, Kenny Omega is number one. Coming in at yeah. a very close number two was uh, Roman Reigns, which his his heel turn is the best thing's ever happened. He's to him. had good character work this year. And his in ring to me is still just he carried uh, that company, man. Yeah, he carried yeah. the company the whole year. Uh, Bobby Lashley in the three spot, and then hitting cleanup here is Drew McIntyre, which I don't know. Uh, he kind of got lost in the fray. Um, yeah, I think he was bigger last year. I think he was too. Like he carried the company last year. They it's saying here that he's 
he was at four last year. He's, he's four, this four year. again. Look at Bobby Lashley going from forty-four to three. Wow, that's insane. Uh, but yeah, he had much a much better year this year. Oh yeah, I can agree with that. And then he's actually built up to be the character probably, he's supposed to be now. Probably his best year in WWE ever. Yeah, I would agree. He with had that. some really good years in TNA, but like. This, this is was, definitely his best WWE. He looks year. unstoppable. Yeah. You know, especially a little bump in the road he had. And they tried to hook him up with the Hurt Business again, and he just like shot that. And he's in his early 40s and doing Which like his insane. best he's ever done. Yeah. Good Lord. Well, yeah. TRT, baby. Good Lord. Uh, Kota Abushi is up there at number five. I haven't. I don't know if I've seen one of his matches. Dude. Maybe just one. I know, he's good, though. I no, no argument there. Well, the good thing, too, uh, so a little bit of news for you, so you can actually can see him a little bit now, is uh, New Japan signed a new deal with Access TV. I saw that. So I just saw that this week. You'll be able to watch uh, your New Japan. Like, I used to at 5 o'clock in the morning when it would air. <laughs> uh, John Moxley is in the number six slot, uh, coming mm-hmm. down for number one. Still in the top ten. Yeah. Um, did little, some good work. I don't know. A little high. I don't know, man. A little I, high. I thought he had some good. I thought he was way too high when he was number one last year. No, 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 no. no. I don't like. I just don't think his. I think his character's cool. He did a lot now of that great he's work. In, yeah. Well, and he's wrestling everywhere. Yeah. But just like a lot of, a lot of brawling. I don't know. Not a lot of technical stuff. But at least he owned that, though. I mean, you're all yeah. looking at someone. And again, this is uh, this is fan voted. So like, yeah, yeah in the ranking of fans, and, and, six is fair. And this is where I don't. This is where it kind of blows in mind that Will Ospreay is number seven. Exactly, because that's he like an be in-ring higher. master. Yeah, he yeah. should definitely be higher. Uh, your homeboy, Finn Balor, is at number eight. Boom. Uh, always should be top ten, as long as he can perform. Uh, we have uh, Taka. I'm going to mess up his last name so bad. I love him, too. Uh, Takaji? Sure. I don't, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Shingo Takaji. Uh, this is great, because he was 53 last year, and now he's up in the top ten. He's number nine. Uh, he's got some great matches in New Japan, too. Uh, he's more of a striker. He has that stiff New Japan style, which I really okay. like. And then, oddly enough, uh, Rich Swan coming from 230 last year to number 10. Uh, impact was good to him. I guess. The yeah. only match I saw of him was him losing to Omega. Which was a great he, match. Yeah, I, I just don't watch a lot of impact. Like, I'll watch highlights if, like, something big happened, which I know they're going through a whole, like, I think they're going through a whole ROH invasion basically now. Which is really cool. Yeah, it, just, it's been a cool storyline. I saw they signed uh, PCO. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I might be watching Impact a little bit more now. PCO is a crazy person that's allowed to do things legally in a ring. He's like New Jack. Who's just been wrestling for 50 years. Dude, he, and he looks he started. It, he started in the eight. Like I think he started in the late 80s. He started when he was seven. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he looks like. And he is just. He's not even barrel chested. He's like he's a barrel. He's like a fermenter come to life. <laughs> he's got a bunch of double IPA in him. And oh yeah, that. but he does like front flips and shit oh, off yeah. the apron. He, he does like neck breaking moonsaults and stuff. It's uh, crazy. It was like when I watched uh, Brock Lesnar do a moonsault for the first time. I was like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> so Adam, uh, you know this this list comes out and it really starts to highlight some of the problems that are going on with wrestling. Uh, most notably, there's there's this whole talk of toxic fan bases. Uh, across all wrestling, not just um, AEW, but WWE, uh, MLW, the Indies, GCW. Uh, GCW got a bad rap for letting letting Matt Cardona win a title for a while, and they kind of got heat for that, especially how they reacted to throwing all the objects into the ring at him. Oh, I could see that being negative. Yeah. yeah. Letting him win was fine. It was a great story driver. It's the only show I ever – Yeah. Like him defending it the first time was the first – Time I watched GCW live. 
Yeah. So I, that's what that did. Like it brought eyes to that company. And now I check in on it all the time. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah GCW. It's huge. And uh, there's some great characters there. Yeah, like Nick freaking Gage. <laughs> I like, uh, is it Effie? Yeah. The guy. With, oh, man. I love that character. That's a cool fucking character. I do. Super really cutting do. edge. Yeah. Um, very pride centric. Yeah. Uh, awesome. His style is so left field too yeah. like he he, yeah. he, he kind of reminds me of um oh it's gonna sound weird uh, the japanese buzzsaw man kind of reminds me of uh tajiri, tajiri? a little bit because it's, it's his kinda, style yeah yeah very uh very loose you don't know what's gonna happen next some staple moves but it's just it's kind of all over the place but as you can see adam and i aren't really toxic fans I, we, we like good wrestling and we like to have fun with bad yeah, wrestling but i mean and you, yeah yeah i like to make fun of all wrestling that's bad like yeah but you can see the toxicity in the top 10 here fan vote uh no females yeah none none whatsoever despite the fact that Britt baker and thunder rosa Britt baker winning awards well, thunder yeah. rosa being part of the match that got her an award uh, and then you saw all the work from uh, Becky Lynch this year, Charlotte Flair. I'm not a big fan of Charlotte Flair. I think she's a great wrestler. Bianca though. Belair. Bianca Belair. Sasha Banks had a great year. Look at all yeah. these female wrestlers that should be uh, at least in that top ten. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah, and it, it just doesn't do any favors for the uh, mom's basement dwellers that no. uh, wrestling fans seem to always get that uh, stereotype. And well, it's not helping. Yeah, and and they're and. It's, oh, I want to see Drew McIntyre swing it, his yeah. sword. So, and then they go to tapings. They find 20 bucks on the floor and somehow use that to get a ticket to go to some of these shows because wrestling live events are still kind of hurting. They're still trying to get uh, fans. Ooh, yeah. Did you see the AEW crowd this week? Ooh. It's tough. Wow. It's tough. It was rough. The whole second level was cleared up. Yeah. Uh, and it's just because people are scared of COVID, wish number I one. Wish I lived in Raleigh. I would have been there. Oh, I would have been there yeah, for sure. I would have bought front row. That'd oh, great. yeah. Um, but the problem here is that anyone can get in at this point, um, and you're seeing homophobic and racist. Oh statements yeah, being in the live crowd, yeah, for in sure. The live crowd, yeah, especially like most notably, you saw uh, people shouting at Anthony Bowens, calling yes. him a, a gay slur, and then yes. there were transphobic statements uh, towards Nyla Rose. It's 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 messed especially up. when you especially when you're working like you're not you're getting everybody in there. And you're in those more rural, uh, less frequented cities like Raleigh, North yeah, Carolina. Right. Um, yeah, it's very ignorant. Um, it's a shame. Thought thought we were. Yeah, past I thought we were past that, that yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, we cracked a joke way back on our one of our episodes. We we dove back into a pay per view back in 1992, and we said some of these things don't fly anymore. Wrestling, and unfortunately, we're seeing the things that we poked fun at appearing now. When you get that, you get the name calling towards the talent, and then if you go online, it's super toxic. Between oh, I like WWE, I like yeah AEW, and they're just like calling each other names and shit too. It's fucking crazy. Go no further than all the. People that were like, I hope John Moxley never comes back yeah. to rehab. Yeah, like that kind freaking of, crazy. Wow, I never thought that was going to happen. But just know here in the Joe Torian, we love wrestling, and if you want to talk about wrestling, we love to talk about wrestling, and we do it in a way that you know we, we just we love good wrestling. Yeah, we just, and we love to make fun of bad wrestling, yeah. including that finish from Dynamite this week. Jeez, <laughs> Sammy Guevara, what the hell, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> The leg slap ain't that important. Oh, we love you, Sammy. That thigh slap. Ooh, buddy. Oh, yeah. It was a bad camera angle, too. It, it was, was a really bad camera angle. 
They're still learning. They're learning their third year. Oh, my God. So, Adam, uh, going on from toxic wrestling fans, and I hope, too, the toxic wrestling gets solved whenever we go into full swing, when everyone's coming back into the arenas, because I believe that larger crowds push those people away, because there's a small piece of me that wants to check the AEW tickets for Cleveland. That's not a far trip from here. It's not a far trip. Depends what the card looks like. Yeah. Um, but I think once a bigger crowd comes back, they tend to push out some of the garbage. Um, and that's that's what you are if you're using homophobic, racist slurs. Yeah, I mean, people, you're a piece of shit. At least when you have to pay for tickets, the people that are only going to spend $20 are so far away you can't hear that shit. Yeah. I mean, they were right up against the ring because you got to do that for television. Right. You got to get push, everybody push. up, at least up front. Yeah. Um, Who wants a free upgrade? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, get ready for this shit at WrestleMania this year. I see they're doing... Buy one, get one freeze on the yeah. two-night deal, and oh my gosh, it's going to be... The most stupendous. <laughs> Were they at this year, too? Dallas, I think? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, God. I would go, but not that far. I'm not paying the travel. Good luck. Yeah, I'm not doing that. I'd rather I'd rather attend. If I had to go to any WWE pay-per-view, I know we're getting way off topic, but it'd be Rumble. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah 100%, I don't care yeah. about anything else. I'd go Survivor Series, I think. Only if they did it old school. Yeah. I want those teams going against too. each other. Uh, so... There was uh, a bit of MMA news that came through that really shocked me. Uh, it broke through MMAfighting.com, reported a story that uh, Conor McGregor owns a pub. Uh, it's called the Black Forge Inn, and it was attacked by petrol bombs, which is another phrase for Molotov, Molotov cocktails. Yeah. yeah, so uh, two guys on scooters rode up, each throwing a Molotov at the uh, front window while a tasting was going on inside the restaurant. And then when police arrived on scene, no arrests had been made. But they found two more Molotov cocktails in an alleyway as if there was another wave of attack. People were supposed to come through. Yeah. I guess the IRA is still strong, huh? It, it looks like That's what it. it looks like. Um, so a statement from the Black Forge management came through and said, after hours uh, last night, it appears that criminals made an unprovoked effort to inflict damage to the Black Forge Inn. No one was hurt, uh, and no property was damaged beyond... Uh, irreparability if that's even a word what a great name for a business i know black forge <laughs> it's almost like it's only given to businesses that are really really cool your boy treated yourself i got black forge coffee here in mckee's rocks oh, two days in a row last weekend man. it was so good i had their americano on sunday it was pretty good their americano is probably super smooth it's the best thing i have uh, coffee wise in pittsburgh you know oh um, see i like their cold brew but it was like 15 degrees on Sunday, so I had to get something hot. You had to warm up the old bones. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm getting it tomorrow, too. So before we move on from that, just, just so you know, Adam, there is an open investigation on this. And it could be the IRA. We're going to follow that story as it develops. It probably. I mean, that's just a joke for me, but that's old IRA. I mean, they were yeah. more of a car bomb uh, folk. But they, they, they like all of their incendiary devices. And there's also a rumor they do not like Conor McGregor. That's well, very possible. So. So, Adam, if I talk to you about the UFC and fighter pay, do you feel like they're being paid fairly? <laughs> they have never have been, I don't think. <laughs> well, uh, they, uh, they never were, and then they got their – I mean, it's no secret how bad that Reebok deal, deal screwed them. Yep. And I don't think it got any better when they switched to this Venom deal. I have no idea. It didn't get any better. Because I didn't follow it. But no. I would say no, they probably don't get paid enough. And you'd be right because FightSports.TV reported on some statements made by MMA journalist uh, Ariel Helwani as fighter pay becomes a continued hot topic. So uh, Helwani explained that sources close to him are talking about uh, major marquee fighters that are going to leave the promotion once their contracts come because free agency is looking pretty good. And also, too, you're not going to like this, but you can thank Jake Paul for this. 
he, is yeah, he, I mean, he's the one that exposed he's it. Blown it's, it up. It's man. true. Yeah. So, uh, Israel Adesanya, Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor, Francis, Adesanya, man, Adesanya. He's a fucking former champ. Actually, I think he still holds. Still, one still holds. Yeah, 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 still yeah. holding his belt. And uh, Francis Ngannou, who's going to be in Jackass forever. If you haven't seen, is Francis Ngannou in that? He, uh, current heavyweight champion, by the way. Current heavyweight champion. Uh, yeah, so defending it this Saturday. Well, the day at, before you guys are listening to this, <clears throat> so I think he's going to retain that. We went over that last. Week. I, I think he will too. But all their contracts come up. That's like everybody I care about except Usman, right there. That's, that's a huge one, yeah. right there. Yeah, and all these guys too will make bank going elsewhere. But I think if you if you really look at this though too, you know this poses the question to Dana White, like what are you going to do to fix it? And he just uh, he keeps playing it off, and he he comes to. People with the uh, the old gamer thing of get good noob. That's, that's all it is. Uh, fighters that aren't on the main card or are undercarded or whatever, they only make roughly twelve thousand dollars per fight. The retort back to Dana is, "Why are you signing people that you don't think are good?" Yeah, you're just screwing them in these contracts where they're not getting paid anything. I mean, you have like so many events, plus the find a fighter show. Uh, yeah, you know, contender. all this, the yeah. contender show, like all this stuff yeah. where you're signing them all up. I don't know if you're scared of Bellator getting them. I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. but I mean, well, well, his tactic too is when guys get close to free agency, he locks them up for long-term contracts and then talks shit on them after two years. If you look at Anderson Silva locked him up to a long-term contract, then put him in fights where he was getting his head knocked off because right. he's 50. Right. Put him in there with like spry 25 year old. Because he still had fights on his contract. Yeah. yeah. So all you want to do is lock people up. I mean, which up. is good. I mean, it's good to build the next stars, but then like, I mean, you got Adesanya out of that, but I think yeah. that's it as far as the people that just whooped on. Yeah, your older guys. Old Anderson. Like, yeah. But also, too, you look at like guys who are past their prime, uh, Cowboy Cerrone. Like, he was. He was done, man. Yeah. And you fed him to he, Conor McGregor. He's probably making. He, he's probably been making good money for a while. Now. I don't know. I'm not sure though. Because right now, if you look at Francis Ngannou, he he is disclosed. Yeah. He's only making five hundred thousand dollars per fight, and you're and he has as to, your heavyweight champion. And he has to crazy. pay his own camp, and now he has to pay for his own COVID testing. That you're talking about maybe walking away with yeah. 200K? I think. I mean, I think your problem is. I think the only way for UFC to solve it without. Digging into their profits, which I know they have a lot of. Yes. Um, is you got to cut some of that roster. Like, you got to yeah. cut some of those undercard guys that just don't make a They difference. parted ways with four guys pretty quietly. I, I heard there's going to be a bunch. I heard there's rumored to be a bunch of cuts coming. Dana um, White and Vincent Man got together and they're just. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you just got to cut the, trim the fat and trim the events. Just yeah. like do the big cards again. You don't need the every. Like, I don't need a UFC fight night every week no. or every other week. Just go to the pay per views and do a UFC fight night like every other month or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I could agree with that. And also, too, like you were saying, um, Dana White has posted it's the best nine month uh, fiscal gain of the company's history. I and can't believe that. It's the third price hike for. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're among a small demographic because now ESPN has hiked up the prices for pay-per-views again to $74.99. Is that on top of their subscription? On top of the subscription. Which is like 10, 12 bucks something like that. A month. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Like since since they went to ESPN Plus, I think we've paid for four at yeah. most four. Probably only like three. Right. Pay-per-views. And they're the big one like McGregor's fighting, you know, there's a stacked card. I'll pay for them. There's yeah, yeah only a handful because it's so expensive. Yeah, man. and I, I and I just get the free activation of ESPN Plus on that, and then 
Boom. Buy it and then let it expire and then that's it. I'll get another offer in six months. Like it's I only yeah. buy one every like six months. That's every a, year. When I had I had Hulu for a second and they gave you ESPN plus at like two dollars a month or whatever, and then I got rid of Hulu and they were like, Oh, we want like forty fucking dollars for ESPN. I was like, I'm not doing this. No. I already pay enough money for us. And also too, I was a regular UFC guy. Like I bought I bought the off cards the right. ones that weren't hitting hot but they were 50 bucks oh I, yeah i have 50 bucks I, well and that's also when it was one one fight a month they did those yeah. ufc fight nights every once in a while on free cable mm-hmm. but that's how you got stars because it wasn't like this oversaturated mar- where you got to keep track of all these fucking names all these fucking weight classes um that are fighting every week you had to keep up with it every week it was special when it was once once a month Go to the bar with your friends and drink and watch it. I, I hardly ever missed one. Yeah. Even if it was like Christmas weekend, I'd like get down in the game room, invite some guys over, and would watch it at my parents' house. And I'd just write them a oh, check. Oh, yeah, man. I was like, always yeah, down that way. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, but now it just doesn't like. It's not special anymore. There's so many. There's very few fights that like peak the radar for yeah. me. So, Adam, that's a pretty bad day at work for some of these fighters who are going to get uh, released from their contracts or they're going to seek a uh, big paycheck somewhere else and maybe have a good work day. But if you have a bad work day, our friends over at Fuck My Work Life Podcast can actually help you out with that. So uh, we continue on with some commercials and our friends over at Fuck My Work Life Podcast, uh, they bring you a weekly show where hosts uh, J&K highlight some of the most ridiculous work life experiences to help you fool yourself into thinking your work life isn't so bad. So we're going to throw it to them. I feel like I can sponsors. relate. I feel oh, like I can totally relate with that. I can't wait till they ask us to come on because it's, we're going to have, we're going to shut it oh down. Oh my God. We're going to shut it down. I've had a magical month this month. <laughs> so we're going to throw it to them, J and K. And we're going to throw it to some of our sponsors. And if you like what you hear, you can check out our sponsors. When you support them, you support us. And when you support us, bring us pretty cool stuff. So we'll see you on the other side. Have you ever had a bad day at work? Well, the Fuck My Work Life podcast is perfect for you. Hosts J and K share listeners' entertaining stories from the workplace, which may have you thinking, you don't have it so bad after all. Find Fuck My Work Life on your favorite podcast platform. Nice ink, Adam. Yeah, I got your name on my ass. (laughs) Uh, I was talking about your forearm, though. Oh, yeah. Well, I've been taking care of it. Yeah, it looks great, man. Uh, what, are, what are you using? I'm using Lucky 13's Tattoo Cleanser and Healing Ointment. This ointment is incredibly fresh and invigorating. It effectively removes all surface oils and dirt while not dehydrating your new tattoo. Dude, I actually got some of Lucky 13's Tattoo Balm. It's all natural, not oily, and applies easily. The balm improved my color and definition, and the vibrance on this ink makes it look like it's brand new. Oh yeah, man. I found their products after taking their online quiz and it pointed me in the right direction. Hey, guess what? And right now, if you use our promo code MATA193529, you can save 25% on your entire order from their site. From the first line of your tattoo to the first year of your tattoo and beyond, Lucky 13 has you covered to keep that ink looking fresh. Welcome back. Hopefully you heard something that you like. Because again, when you listen to our sponsors and the commercials and you support them, you support us. And when you support us, we bring you some pretty cool stuff. So speaking of cool stuff, Adam, I threw it out for a social media smackdown and I asked all of our listeners, how do you take your water? People were like, why are you asking me this? It'll all make sense here in a second. So I asked you, flat and sparkling. So 31% of our listeners drink flat water and 69% of them drink sparkling water. 
Um, we are a sparkling water yeah. podcast. I mean, here. I drink I drink both, but I'm f- sparkling water is far superior. It is. Uh, <clears throat> it's all about preference. And my preference is to not drink water like poor people. <laughs> and I want my. <laughs> I grew up on well water. I don't gotta drink that shit no more. Yeah, yeah I drank water from a hose. <laughs> For all these years, and now I have some money, and I want to drink fancy water. <laughs> they make machines now where you can just like do yep, it yourself. I have one. Oh, yeah, I got. Oh, it's so good. I gotta get one, man. Oh, uh, one of my coworkers makes his own Red Bull. Like he makes his yeah. own. Like it's it's incredible. Yeah, they make. Really like yeah, it. it's basically a soda stream. Yeah, but they just have like seltzer, you know, flavorings. Like uh, you can just throw a little lime in there. Or so good, so so good. So Adam. Uh, before we go into why this makes a lot of sense, it is round two. You brought another incredible beer for us to try. And I'm very excited about this one. So it's round two. You got beers put them together. It's called round two beers. What we got? We got some barrel aged triple shakes and chip, 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 triple shakes from Hitchhiker. I think Matt's favorite beer of the year oh. uh, when we did our year end show. Um, and it's their Imperial Coffee Porter. Uh, made just like they always make it, but it's this one's aged in some Four Roses bourbon barrels. And then it's uh, conditioned on the Triple Shakes coffee blend that they serve just on its own. So you, you can just go buy some okay. coffee beans down at Hitchhiker now. I mean, you have been for the last couple of years. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So oh let's not delay God. any further. Yes. Do you want to crack? Let's you can yeah. crack it open because it's your old favorite beer. And this is also what I got Matt as a gift, but I'm opening one of my own right now oh it sounds good so if you want to know what's going on with hitchhiker all you have to do is search them out on all social media this is a limited edition beer which means that we have it you don't ha 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 <laughs> na na boo boo stick your head and do i mean they might have it no we got them all <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah at, catch at, them on their uh their web address is hitchhiker.beer as well yes and on all social media it's, it's hitchhiker brewing company um they are very active. Their brewery spots are so cool, and the staff has always been really nice. And they, um, some of them have gone over to, like, Necromancer and stuff like that. So yeah. um, that tells you how good that brewery is. They they get people to come in, and they go on to help facilitate other great breweries like Necromancer, like Trace. Um, I'm excited to try this. So, uh, Adam, you try it first yeah. while I talk a little more about how much I love this beer. Right before you do, I didn't forget to mention this is a 12% APV. That's goddamn right. So we're going to be spinning out of here. I'm not going to feel nothing by the end of this. So while Adam takes his first sip, I just have to say that this is probably uh, one of my comfort drink drinks right now. Um, triple shakes, huge coffee roastiness. Uh, get really hits you hard. So I'm excited to see what Adam thinks of the first sip with the four rose barrel. So what's going yeah. on? Four roses is one of my go-to bourbons too. So uh, yeah, this is wonderful. Um, you get an you get the bourbon, you get the barrel. It's not overly roasty in any way. The coffee's not predominant. The barrel's not predominant. The bourbon's not predominant. It's just really solid. Actually, what I get most out of it is chocolate, like yeah. a chocolate flavor. Yeah, yeah. Very smooth, dangerously smooth. I'm going to be so lit after this, you can Rochambeau me in the corner. We're just going to start kicking. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> no, you? no, you can't. Not today. I'll explode. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'd literally explode. What was that the horror movie where the guy's nuts popped like that? I what? don't know, but it's uh, um, making me uncomfortable what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> Grindhouse. Grindhouse. Where his nuts like melted. Oh. Tarantino's uh, movie. Planet um, Terror. Yeah, Planet Terror. Yeah, Planet Terror. Like, yeah, slowly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not watching that tonight. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies, too. 
So, Adam, while we sip on this delicious brew from Hitchhiker, I have to bring it back to the whole water thing. So I found a news article where there are some imposters over in the LBC, Long Beach, California, um, where there, the LBC Water Department warned of individuals who are walking around with clipboards and laminated IDs, much like Napoleon Dynamite, very professional. They're asking to come into people's <laughs> homes to upsell some filters due to water issues. And once inside, the individuals will case the house uh, home alone style. So unless you have the McAllisters in your house fucking around, there is no stopping these criminals from coming in and robbing you blind. It's literally home alone one, the wet bandits. Yeah. They're going to flood your house. And in the LBC, if there are <laughs> the water issues, like I know that there are, your house is going to get fucked up. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. California sounds like a terrible place to live. It's getting worse, and I get worried. And that's what, like, a lot of our favorite comedians have moved out of uh, of California. Guess what, though? Just quick, I get to go to Sacramento in March. Nice. Yeah, I get to go over there. Oh, that's not – well, that's okay. Yeah. I got that confused with, like, Southern California. Yeah. The Sacramento is cool. There's yeah, some, no California. Yeah, I mean, there's some good breweries there, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, I'm, I'm gonna, it's no San, Di- San Diego, but you got to no, do that last I time. I did San Diego yeah. last time, right before the pandemic hit. And now yeah. uh, my work has been suckered into thinking I'm good at my job again, and they're sending me over for something else. So. In the middle of COVID. In the middle or is of, it in a couple months? It's March. Uh, it yeah, might be. March. And I might be through it by then. I've already had COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm six to 13 times more. It should be a bit lighter uh, by then. A lot of I hope so. people. I'm sick of this. I want to just go day drink with you so bad. <laughs> I can't wait till you're allowed again. I know. So, Adam. I'm really good at it. I know you are. So, Adam, uh, usually in the second half here, we do a little bit of Mount Rushmoreing, a little bit of top tenning, top fiving, whatever is on the plate. But uh, since you are fragile, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, you didn't want to make me use my brain too yeah, much. Because I know that your brain's connected directly to your nuts. And I know your nuts are <laughs> afflicted right now. So um, It's not super inaccurate. It's all I'm going to do with you now is I'm going to tap into those old creative writing skills. And I'm going to challenge you to fake news, real news. So what I did is, is I found some articles about frauds that have happened all across the United States. And then I also decided to make up some of my own. So I'm going to challenge you with five uh, different scenarios. And I want to see if you can get them right, get them wrong, and then see why you think you're right. And I'll tell you why you're wrong. This is very interesting. Because, yeah. I mean, we both know I went to school for forensic accounting. So yeah. fraud's my thing. Fraud is your thing. But let me tell you, in my research, I laughed so hard. Yeah. Some of these things oh, are no. ridiculous. I might not know the super ridiculous ones. And it also got my brain going. Because once I see ridiculousness, I think ridiculousness, and I write ridiculousness. So, number one here. Uh, man allegedly chops off a friend's hand to cash in on a $670,000 dismemberment claim. True or false? I I heard of kids doing this. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was for a claim, though. That's a thing. It was a bunch of jugglers and... <laughs> two two of them cut off another juggler's hand. Whoop whoop. Of course, somewhere in the Midwest. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that's true. You would be correct. All right, because I was going to say if it's true and you could actually get me, maybe not. What was it? Six hundred seventy thousand. Six hundred seventy thousand. So yeah, maybe two million. I'd let you chop my hand off. Let's get a little true crimey here. Okay, so mm. we're going to kind of dive into it. Was it the Juggalos, or was that a separate story? That's a whole separate oh, story. I'm going to find you that one. Please do. That was a couple of years ago. Next next episode, bring me that one <laughs> so we can talk about it. You got it. 
So uh, in t- in May of 2008, a gentleman by the name of uh, Gerald Hardin and a third party who has not been named decided to use a pole saw to cut off the hand of that third party. They then teamed up to submit claims to the homeowner's insurance uh, to the tune of $670,000. Uh, the reason why they were able to do this is because they were doing some landscaping work and they claimed that it was an accident due to the uh, layout of the land of the homeowner, which caused the pole saw to cut off the poor gentleman's hand. Um, so this is actually still a case that's pending. Believe it or not, it's been going through a lot of litigation. But if convicted of this felony, uh, Mr. Hardin could face a fine of up to $250,000 up to 20 years in prison. Ooh. And the third party does not get his hand back. No. Yeah, that's going to stay gone. <laughs> yeah. There's no getting that back. So jail, yeah, sucks for Mr. Harden, but hopefully he went left hand. You down you down a palm and some digits. That's right. So you got to make sure you go opposite dominant hand so you can still. Yeah. Right hand for me. Oh, definitely for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're one of those evil left handers. Yep. I'm a psycho. <laughs> How about this then? Speaking of psychos. A woman rigs a bidet to scorch her husband's genitals to the hot tune of $1.1 million. That's not nice for me today. I know. I thought Woo! of that after I found it. I own a bidet, too. It's not hooked up to the hot water, though. I have um, one now, too, and it's not hooked to the hot water. It's such a pain in the ass to get into the Game hot changer. Yeah, it's Game great, changer. Right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this one's false. Correct. All right. So That sounds like your creative writing. To me. It was definitely mine. Uh, false. However, the manipulation of bidets to harm others has been reported, but more in the lane of TikTok jokes. So most notably, there are married couples who like to prank each other. And one uh, that I love to watch, uh, she put hot sauce, uh, kind of like coated. Oh my God. Yeah. So Evil. the husband got a full butthole of hot sauce. I go as cold as possible. Yeah, absolutely. Cause I eat so much yeah. spicy food. I play a fun. I pl- never mind. I don't know if I want to talk about the fun game I play. I already know the fun game you play. Okay. You eat hot to poop hop to see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. And then I say, I, I call it put out the fire, and I see how long I have to spray the bidet to get the fire out. Yeah, I call it personal fireman. That's, that's what I'm calling okay. the game. That's like, can you please call it like Fahrenheit 911 or something? <laughs> Instead of blowback, it's bung back. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of blowback, Adam, I have another uh, idea here for you. A frat boy creates a fake hedge fund to the tune of $200,000 Vegas gambling trips. Repeat that? A frat boy creates a fake hedge fund to fuel his $200,000 oh, okay. Vegas I missed the fuel. I thought the hedge funds were for the gambling. That's because I fucked up the first time. Well, you know. I am drinking a 12%. 12% beer. And beers in between. Um, We do take a break, people. And in in that break, we do continue to drink. (laughs) uh, That could go either way. I'm going to say that's true. Correct. This is true. Uh, Between 2018 and 2019, a former member of the Phi Kappa Tau House, Mr. Syed Erham Arabab, at the University of Georgia set up a Ponzi scheme. Our Bob influenced 117 investors to the total of $1 million by claiming at least a 22% return. Not on, in this market. <laughs> on the first $15,000 invested into hedge funds that did not exist. 
Good news on this one, though. This white-collar criminal was sentenced to five years in a maximum security prison. He also has $500,000 in restitution and three years of supervised release once he exits the detention facility. So he's under the thumb of the government for the next eight years. He lost big. He did lose big. But if you go back and look at it, I read further. He had three Vegas trips totaling upwards of $200,000. He was just throwing stacks of money. Not buying chips, just throwing bricks of cash on the craps table, just saying that let it fucking ride on red. And he was winning and losing. You mean roulette table then? Is that what it is? No, yeah. craps though. Not to ride on red. Don't you? Craps is the dice. You're right. Yeah. See, roulette is go. red and black. Jeez, this beer is hitting you hard. Well, I don't. I know you're new. I know you're new back to the game. I also don't gamble. Yeah, yeah. I also don't gamble. Yeah. Ride on red is roulette. Okay. Yeah. I, That's red, black. Then there's the green spot. Okay, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't... I got you. I've been to casinos. It's tough. I, I only know slot machines. I do not know. I, I knew craps, and I haven't played for so long. I yeah. don't remember. Anymore. I could do card games, like blackjack. I'm, I'm a big blackjack poker. guy. Poker. Yeah. I'm I a big just, blackjack guy. Yeah. And three-card poker. I like both. Clearly, I have no fucking clue what craps are, so... <laughs> it's, the, it's the dice. <laughs> well, thank you for clearing it up for me. Um, so, Adam... Woman attempts to fraud a Cracker Barrel for $500,000. To go back. Craps is either the dice or the game I play on the bidet. <laughs> Fahrenheit 9-11. So a woman attempts to fraud a Cracker Barrel for $500,000. But how? Oh, well, then that's false. Unfortunately, this is true. Ah, God damn it. <laughs> Carla Patterson tried... I should have expected that you wouldn't be that lazy with your creative writing skills. Exactly. Uh, Carla Patterson tried to defraud a Virginia-based Cracker Barrel after claiming she found a mouse in her soup. Uh, of course, because uh, it's... Yeah, if you finished that, I would have known it's yeah. true. Uh, That's it's, super uncreative. An autopsy of the mouse found that there was no soup in the rodent's lungs, and it was clear that the poor animal was not cooked. Uh, Patterson was sentenced to one year of incarceration as a result of her attempted fraud. And to the mental hospital for carrying around a dead mouse. Yeah, you just put it in your fucking pocket. Stuart Little, too, is Although, weird. Although, <laughs> I've seen some Cracker Barrel. There's a lot of Cracker Barrel Walmart crossover. I believe it. Yeah, that's why they're like in close vicinity to each other. When yeah. you see a Walmart, usually, you definitely yeah. see a Lowe's, and then you see a Cracker Barrel. Kind of in that succession. There's a Target somewhere trying to go, like, please come to us, too. It doesn't really work doesn't out. Work. Not no. for those people. No, 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 no work no. out. So, Adam, your last test here, because you've done really well. You're, you're three of four. I only so missed four. one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's see if you get this one. A holy man organized a criminal coalition to the tune of $450 million. <laughs> see, on this one, I know you want me to think it's true because you involved religion, you motherfucker. Yeah. There's no more details? That's all I get? A holy man organized a criminal coalition to the tune of $450 million. I think you wrote it thinking I would think it's true because it's religion. Final answer? Yeah, it's false. It is true. Fuck! Rabbi still, Shalom... I'm still over 50%, but you damn are. it. Rabbi Shalom Weiss masterminded one of the biggest bouts of fraud in history. In white-collar crime history. After aligning himself with several criminally connected individuals, the rabbi was able to claim upwards of $450 million and then an 845-year sentence. Now, there's a lot of um, 
controversy that comes with this because they're saying that he didn't agree to a plea deal from prosecutors, and that's why when they went to trial, they hit him with the max uh, sentence, which if you know anything about federal crime, uh, hitting a max is pretty difficult to do unless it's homicide. <laughs> yes. Um, so I do know a little bit, and yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a little crazy. So, um, of course, this is one of the biggest sentences in white-collar crime history. However, fortunately for uh, Rabbi Weiss, uh, or not, however you want to say this, he was his sentence was commuted by former President Donald Trump in January of 2021. Oh. Yeah, so instead of doing 845 years, I think he did like 20, 20 years. Uh, and Donald Trump cited significant health problems as to why he excused uh, Rabbi Weiss. Well, you can go Mr. Trump a lot, but yeah, not – Anti-Semitic, I guess. Huh? No, no. He's uh, anti-Mexican, uh, <laughs> anti-black, anti-poor uh, people, anti-immigrants, uh, except for his wife. And funniest, <laughs> funniest president we've ever had. He's th- funniest president we've ever had. Joe Rogan said it best. We, the, we had a stable the- eight-year relationship with the Barack Obama, and then we dated a whore for four fucking years. We didn't care about anything. We just ran red lights and fucked. It was a lot, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was. You never knew what he was going to do next. You never knew. It was insane. And you and I, being as close as we are to the source, just seeing it coming from down the pipe, uh-huh. we're going like, how? <laughs> How's this a thing that's going to happen to us? Let's nuke that hurricane. <laughs> um there's a probably a return on 2024 <laughs> i don't know how that's gonna work out uh i'm not excited to see it i don't know what's gonna happen here but adam you did a great job man you went three out of five yeah i should have got that last one i thought you were swaying me mm-hmm. by going religious I, I could see you doing that and then as soon as you said there were no more details i should have been like matt would have threw something else i would have uh but it's crazy though too when you look at that there are no like televangelists that have. There, I mean, I think that's just been, especially in the last year. There's been the um, a couple documentaries out about them. Like, yeah, I don't think they're getting away with as much as they used to. They're not. They're not getting away. Dude, what that one guy who's like, I have a private jet because I can't fly and coach with all the demons. Yeah, like, yeah. That you got to stay of... away from the demons. <laughs> <laughs> they they try to stow their bags in first class. Fuck what, them. What's the, the? They just came out with a documentary about what Tammy Faye Baker. Or whatever. Yeah. Oh man, it was a great documentary. Yeah. She's yeah. nuts and nuts rich yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> i'll take that trade off before we move on to anything else let me ask you this let me ask you this. all right so adam your life is the way it is what's the price point to engage in coitus with tammy faye baker, tammy baker. now right. well she never looked great <laughs> that's what i say what's between now and 40 years ago uh, i need to be able to retire never talk to anybody again like, no, fuck that. You got to write a book. You got to go on a TED That's talk true. Tour. I guess I could make more money off of it. I'd take uh, four, five million. Five million? Four million. Yeah. That's open not, the brewery, write a book. That's pretty good. Live comfortably, yeah. I'd say, yeah. Plus, you know how they I could happen. open a failing brewery at that point and just keep it going for until I die. <laughs> like a bar rescue situation? <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> I'd, well, I'd be able to own it long enough to realize I don't know what I'm doing, then hi- be able to hire the people that know what they're doing. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. I'll contact Tammy and see what she's uh, up to. <laughs> Probably close to death. She should be at this point. There's so, but there's so much plastic in her face. I think she'll last is she, forever. Is she is still alive. I think so. Do we know that? I don't know. 
she might have she might have went the way of Betty at this point. I'm not don't sure. you say that. Don't well actually no, I don't care about her. I care about Betty White. That's who I said, Betty that's what I mean. Yeah, I know. I miss Betty. She was so funny. It's Oh yeah, she's oh my god, she's so dead, dude. Well, how long has she been dead 2007. for? 2007. Oh, will you still fuck her, though? No, I'm out. I'm, <laughs> I'm completely out. Now that, Although, now it's just bones. It might not be that gross. Now that she's dead. I've never had a thing for anorexic How much chicks, money do you need? <laughs> how much money do you need now that she's dead? Only like $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> The price goes down! Yeah, she doesn't have all that ridiculous makeup on. I was going to say. That makeup still on. I figured, that makeup still on. I figured she had to be dead because you know, she had like the she had the whole mystique of a Winston 100 smoker. You she know was I mean? also on borrowed time since like '87. Yeah. Well, yeah, she, you know where she's in, she's yeah. in heaven at least. See so. ya. I hope Betty White's drop kicking you from the top fucking <laughs> rope. By the way, and Bob Zag is just, just cheering her on. <laughs> One more. <laughs> so. Uh, before I ask you about this beer, of course, rest in peace, Bob Saget, Betty White. Yeah. Sa- it's been a rough couple of weeks. Yeah. Bob Saget hit me hard. I was... That was tough. Because it came... Like, I saw it super late yeah. uh, at night. Because I think... I mean, that's when it was discovered. I think it was like midnight on mm-hmm. a Sunday, and I was down here yeah. in the Georgia Twain drinking. Of course. <laughs> and it was... It, like, hit me hard. I felt... That's a tough one, man. shocker. And you know what? I don't know if it sounds weird to say this, but I'm just happy there's no like mystique of like foul play or anything. It just sounds like yeah. It just sounds like yeah. It sounds like um, hope and hopefully it is just bad yeah. genetics. Just went you peaceful. Know? Yeah. Sounds like a heart attack in his sleep. That's um, what it sounds like. Yeah. So hopefully it's all us. Yeah, absolutely. Him and Betty going out yeah. solid. And I, and I I put it up on sixty five. Man, we ain't got a lot of time. I just turned thirty six. <laughs> You think we're making a 65? You're cute. I know, right? <laughs> Unless I pickle all my organs with this barrel-aged uh, porter we're drinking. It's possible. But so, so to go back to the beer, what do you think, man? Oh, mine's gone. Yeah. That's why I'm uh, getting goofy already. Polish mine. Um, but oh, fucking wonderful, dude. Uh, great beer. Yeah. Like did a little bit better than the bone saw we had in the first half. I mean, yeah. not really fair because it's a barrel-aged yeah. porter, coffee porter at that. Um, There's a lot of care. That goes oh, yeah. into that, yeah. you know. What I mean? Into both. I mean, yeah. to get all those dum dums in a beer is right. Got to be crazy. But all I'm thinking about is like, first off, a stout that's packed with flavor to begin with. The triple shakes is, uh, you know, an imperial to begin with, and then you're going to put it in a four rose barrel. You're going to let it ferment out. You can get all just a nice oakiness to it. It's just, it's a great beer. It's a really good beer. Um, thank you, thank you for sharing it. Thanks for cracking one of yours. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I got two more at my house. Uh, so, Adam, we drank these beers, but we need to talk about some other beers. So, what's on tap and where can you find it's it? It's going to sound real familiar to the last episode because <laughs> nothing's changed because I got to empty some of this to yeah. uh, get some new stuff on. But uh, we have a little bit of the bubbly available. Uh, we still have a whole keg of that left. It's our Bellini Brute IPA coming in at 8.4%. We have the Every Time I Chai, Chai Tea Stout coming in at 7.5. That's about to kick. So get it now, stop on through and get a pint or, yeah, I think just get a pint. I don't think I'm bottling any more of that. Um, How the Gruit Stole Christmas, our Cranberry Hunt Gruit Ale is on at 7.2%, and that's still flowing good. We got a backup keg of that, so plenty left. Come get yours now. Uh, and the Gingerbread Stout on at 75 which is in a similar running to the Chai Tea. That's not 
long for the tap room. And our Year of the Joji Honey Barley Wine oh. is being, it's in the bottles, it's being waxed now, so if you want any, hit me up this week. It's going to go. it's going to go. There's yeah. only a little bit over a case. There's like 30 bottles. Um, and some of them have been claimed already ahead yes. of time. So hit me up. Um, and then coming up next in the fermenter, we can hear it in the background here bubbling away, is Crushed by the Fist of God. It is our smoked honey imperial. Sorry, I missed a word there. Russian imperial stout. That's right. Uh, so it's a hoppy smoked imperial stout. And it should be coming in between 11.2 and 11.5% this year um, based on our calculations. Uh, and that should be ready by the beginning of February. So, And, um, I, I and that'll only, be available in bottles. Yeah. And I can only tell you, uh, Crushed is an incredible beer. If you want the quintessential winter beer, this is it. Smokiness, roastiness, bite, warms your chest, easy put down. Looks cute, looks pretty, pours nice. I'm a homer, but I love this beer so much. I have a bottle still aging. Yeah, so do I. Yeah. I have one left. I'm going to drink it. We're just going to do a vertical of it at some point. We're yeah. just going to do last year's and this year's when this one's ready. Oh, wonderful. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, and we have two kegs of it. So these are these are also going to go in waxy bottles. Um, and they as long as, as long as our waxing process goes well on these barley wines. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they'll go fast, yeah. And then we'll have a keg on here yeah. in the judgeatorium yeah. because it, I'm on a, I'm on a respite. Like yeah. we got to face it. Due to this, I got this. I got the crushed by the fist of God ready before the surgery. I have to take some time off from lifting stuff. Um, yeah. Either Matt or my wife are going to help me keg this bastard in a Sounds few weeks. Sounds like me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I think next on the dock, it's a nice hazy IPA. Yeah. Um, Sounds cause good because I have a bunch of hops I want to play with yeah, i so. love you darren uh so you want to know what's going on down here with uh adam in the brew lab it's at bash underscore brew on all social media that's facebook instagram and untapped and a little little uh peek behind the curtain we are working on a website it is not up and running yet but we do have a domain name we do have a uh server nice uh or a host a host we have a host we just have to design the web page I'm going to be working on that over the next couple of weeks, and we'll bring you the news as we get there. Absolutely, and when that launches, that's we'll have be... we'll have the we'll have the tap and bottle menu on the web page at all times. We're we're going to be uh, hopefully setting up a store on there for merch. So uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, of course, we'll bring the news to you. I would say in the next few months, we'll have that up and running. Wonderful. Hopefully, it's a little corner for decaying with the boys. Yeah, on there. yeah. Little, there might be a little link, a little corner on the side there. <laughs> And if you want to know what's going on with the boys, I do search out at Decay and WTB on all social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We drop listener polls on Tuesdays. And if you want to go ahead and send us emails about how we're doing this right, doing this wrong, suggestions, or you want to come on the show or do anything at all, it's DecayandWTB at gmail.com. So from where we are with a brand new visectomy and a brand new set of clear lungs from COVID, from wherever you are listening to this episode, until next time, cheers. Ice my balls. <laughs>